Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Their experience in sports varies. Of course, uh, Vinny's got uh, experience in the NFL, and I sucked at uh, electric football. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Good evening, Haney, 1057 The Fan, Week 10. Starts tonight. You just heard during Nolan's update. Panthers and Bears. Eh, probably not an NFC Championship game preview. But it's football nonetheless, and you can hear it. 1057 The Fan. Big game coming up Sunday here, MT Bank Stadium. Cleveland Browns, 5 at 3. Getting six at Baltimore Ravens, seven to two, first place in the division. Winners of four in a row here to preview the game. Talk about all the things going on with the Browns. He's from brownzone.com. He's joining us on the WGK Law Guest Hotline. Let's welcome back to the show, Bob Eddie V. Serrato. We welcome in Scott Petrak. Scott, good morning. How are you feeling on this total request Thursday? I'm feeling pretty good. How are you guys doing? Doing all right. The spread is six, and we'll get into the particulars of the previous matchup during the course of the interview. But I'm a little surprised at how big the number is, given the fact it's a division game. Deshaun Watson is back. I know the Ravens have trounced Seattle and Detroit here, mixed in with a you know kind of a struggle game out west. But is that line something that might resonate a little bit with the Browns themselves, thinking, hey, where where's our Rodney Dangerfield lack of respect coming from? <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. I, that hasn't come up yet. You know, yesterday when we were in the locker room, we're not in there yet today. Um, I'll tell you what, though, that, that felt like the right line to me. We talked about it in the press box Sunday night after that Cardinals win by the Browns, and somebody asked, what do you think? And I had it at five and a half. So that feels right to me. Um, Watson's, you know, I think there's still some, I don't know, concern, Still, still some evolution he needs to make. You know, he's only one game back off the shoulder. He's really only played two good games since he's been in Cleveland. They've been his last two full games, which is a good sign. Uh, but I, I just feel like the Browns have more questions, especially at quarterback, than the Ravens do. Now, their running game going up against the Ravens' run defense that can be really stout at times, even though DeMarcado gashed him a little bit a couple of weeks back. How are they coming along with Ford and Hunt, knowing that Nick Chubb obviously is out for the season here? Yeah, it's interesting. You know, the Browns saw the Ravens in week four, and they struggled in week three against Tennessee running the ball, and week four against Baltimore running it. Then they had the bye, and they've run it really well since. It's like 145 yards a game or something like that. Um, So they figured some stuff out at the bye. Some of it was scheme. 
I think the lines played better, although now they'll be it without left tackle. Jedrick Wills this week, he's on IR with a MCL sprain. Uh, but they've gone to this running back by committee. It's Jerome Ford is the number one guy, but then Kareem Hunt goes in there and gets some tough yards, some goal line work. Got Pierre Strong Jr., who they got from the Patriots at the end of the preseason, and he adds a speed element to that run game. So they're doing it even without Nick Chubb, and I just think that speaks to the scheme and the system of Kevin Stefanski and line coach Bill Callahan. Scott, I would say that they're going to have to be able to run the ball against the Ravens because Hudson, you know, the left tackle, 66, much better run blocker than because uh, he's not a very good pass blocker. And and same with Jones. I mean, Jones is decent just because he's such a big body, you know, but pass protection's not as good. And then they have Ethan Posick. Is that how you say it? They, they yep, have a yep. new center over the last couple weeks. And then no, he's I, been there all year. He, he started every game last year, or almost every game. He's, oh, 53 started one against the Ravens. In week uh, in week four, yeah, that was he missed the game with the knee, but he's been the starter for the last two years. But so I noticed that they're, they're using 53 as kind of like the Ravens use Ricard, you know, right. in run stuff. Yeah, I think you're going to see a lot of that. I mean, he was out there, I don't know if it was 20 snaps last week, but it felt like a bunch. They ran this thing called the Robust T on the goal line with him and a tight end in the backfield. So I think that's how you have to make up for not having either your two starting tackles, right? They opened week one with Wills and Conklin. Both those guys aren't going to play Sunday. So I think you have to get creative. I think you have to control the clock. Maybe that means, you know, a couple of runs, a pass, and a punt, right? As long as you don't turn it over. To me, that's the biggest key for the Browns because you have to trust this defense. It's played really well for most of the year, the Browns defense, that you just don't turn it over, try to play a field position game and see if you can hang around that way. Uh, but I agree. And the way you make up for the inexperience at tackle, or maybe the drop in talent at tackle, is you help them out. Whether it's Nick Harris is the fullback slash tight end. If it's you keep a tight end a bu- tight end in a bunch. If you chip, like you're going to have to help at least one of the tackles. And it'll probably be Hudson, which means Dewan Jones, if he plays, he didn't practice yesterday. If he plays, he's going to have to be good by himself. Now, um, you know, you talk about uh, the Cleveland's run defense. Now, what, four of the last five games, Arizona, I just throw that one out because they were right. they were horrible. But, I mean, 114, Seattle, 168, Indy, 108, San Fran. You know, and then against the Ravens, they had given up 131. So they've been, they have been giving up some rushing yards. Yeah, it's, it's a little hit or miss. And I think that's been kind of the theme of this defense. It's really good. I mean, it's number one in the league in rushing. I think it's three in points. So it's been good. Like, it's been really good. But there's been some inconsistencies. Jim Schwartz said it last week. There's a bit of a feast or famine with this defense, and it starts with the run game. He said, when we control the run, then we're good. So, to me, that's where it starts against Baltimore on Sunday. Um, You know, they weren't gassed in that first matchup, but I think it was 131. That second quarter, which when the game was decided, Baltimore had two long touchdown drives, and they ran it. And that was the first time this season in week four that any team had had any success running it against the Browns. So I think they're capable of stopping the run. They just have to show up and do it. And if they don't, then it could be a long day. Yeah, to me, watching the the tape and stuff, to me, the thing that hurts them is their inside backers. You know, they look like they're kind of small anyhow, but they get caught up in the traffic, and that's where they get creased. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're kind of built to be faster, you know. and it's, I think the Ravens are kind of one of those matchups where that doesn't work. You know, if you're going sideline to sideline, um, they make you take it head on. 
but and also you need those linebackers that can move to keep up with Lamar in space. So it's kind of a catch twenty two. Now with with the um, defense, I, I'm, I'm Garrett's playing as good as as good as he's played in his career. I, I, it looks like to me. Yeah. Oh, there's no doubt he's playing. He's playing at another level, which was kind of hard to fathom. I mean, he's had 16 sacks the last two years. He's at nine and a half through eight games. Um, you know, so he's on pace to surpass 16. He's getting some help, but he's also creating a bunch of plays for other guys. You know, if you watch the game against Arizona, he'd come around the edge. Clayton Toon would step up, and defensive tackle Davin Thompson would take him down right at two and a half sacks. So Garrett's doing a bunch of work back there. And then I, I think he's playing as well as he ever has. And I, I'd say the same for cornerback Denzel Ward. And these are two guys that are you know been to multiple Pro Bowls, and I, I think they're playing better than ever. Now with Watson, it looked like at least in the first half, he looked like a little hesitant, not that accurate. You know, the two nice throws throws to Cooper, they had max protection, which gave him time so he yeah. could set his feet. Yeah, there were some misses there, and you know I think that's been the issue with him since he's been here. He's just you know when he was in Houston, he completed a ton of passes. I think when he got to the Browns, he was the had the highest completion percentage in the history of the NFL, and we just have not seen that guy since he's been here, um, you know, part of that's the new scheme and part of it's all the stuff off the field, but it just hasn't been what it needs to be. But I thought he settled down a little bit Sunday against Arizona and got better as the game progressed. Um, you know, I think there's still some communication issues, but, you know, he's, the last full game he played before that was against Tennessee, and that's as well as he's played against anybody. Now, other than Cooper, what do you think of the receiving core? Well, yeah, that's a big topic around here. It just hasn't been good enough. Yeah. Um, you know, you got Elijah Moore they traded for in the offseason and really used him a ton in the preseason. It felt like he was going to have this huge impact, and it just hasn't happened yet. Now, I don't think that means he's not a good player. I don't think that means it can't happen. It just hasn't happened yet. But there's going to come a point where some defense takes Amari Cooper out of the game. It hasn't happened yet. They're double-teaming him. He's still making a bunch of catches. But when that happens, it's going to have to be Elijah Moore. It's going to have to be tight end David Njoku. Um, maybe the rookie Cedric Tillman because they traded down on Peoples-Jones. At some point, somebody else is going to have to step up in that pass game. Scott Petrack, brownzone.com. Joining us, Vinny and Haiti, 105.7 The Fan. Scott, where we let you roll. Vinny brought up Amari Cooper. He's one of the 47 guys on yesterday's Browns injury report. Which one <laughs> of those are real? And you mentioned the spread six being appropriate. Explain that real quick. Yeah, I think Cooper's going to be okay. He was a rest slash ankle. Um, he got a gimpy a couple times against the Cardinals, but he's a gamer. I talked to him after the game. He says, you know me. So it means he'll be out there. He'll probably be effective. Uh, to me, the two guys to watch in that injury report are Dewan Jones, the right tackle who we talked about. If he can't go, then they're going to have to scramble at both tackle spots. If he can go, then I think they're fine with him and Hudson, as fine as they can be. Um, and then Greg Newsom, the second, the starting corner and there's not really a drop off when he doesn't start because martin emerson jr is so good but when they go to the nickel newsom moves inside without him inside they've been using the rookie cam mitchell he got hurt he's on ir with the hamstring so it'll probably be mike ford jr um and that's a drop off because newsom's a former first round pick so those are the two guys to watch newsom did not play last week and then when it comes to the spread you know i just think baltimore's been playing at such a high level and they're winning by wide margins that that felt right to me that five and a half six 
just feels right sometimes, you know what I'm saying, Scott? Here's Scott yeah. Petrack, brownzone.com. Scott, we appreciate your time as always. Enjoy the game this weekend, and we'll talk to you down the road, I'm sure. Thanks, guys. There you go. Scott Petrack, everybody. It's Vidi at Haney, 105.7 The Fed. We'll come back. It's the whip around what happened in the world of sports last night. And historically, we'll get into that. Today is uh, November the 9th. And then Vinny's, uh, Vinny's film breakdown of the Browns. Scott says the six is appropriate. Vinny thinks it is, too. Yeah. He'll tell you why. Bottom. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Diddy and Hades with Brought to you by Box Hill Pizzeria and Crab Cakes. The best crab cakes in Harford County. 1057 The Fan. Time for the whip around here on this Total Request Thursday. Pick a song, we'll play it. 410-583-1057 is the number. Send it to the Plaza for tax line. Our DJ, Nolan McGraw, waiting for you. Get your votes in. Featured Artist Friday. That reveal coming up in a couple of hours or so, Bob Haiti, Vinny Serrato. Let's see. Start a little baseball. Ron Washington. Remember him? Yep. Former Oriole, as a matter of fact, back in the 80s. He was in that post-World <clears throat> Series pre-why not dark hole of suckage that the Orioles went through. Utility infielder kind of guy. But became a very successful manager. Took the Rangers to the World Series on a couple of occasions. Came up short. Recently, a coach with the Atlanta Braves. He's the new manager of the uh, Los Angeles Angels. Mm. Got his work cut out for him. Shohei Atane probably going to bounce to another destination. I'm guessing Mike Trout might not be long for Anaheim. But Ron Washington. Remember, Nolan, we were talking earlier this week. The Buck Showalter talk was part of the equation. But... I guess uh, Artie Moreno went with another veteran manager. And Ron came out of nowhere. I mean, I didn't know he even wanted. I mean, what's he, like 72 years old? 71, even older than Buck. So there you go. I mean, we'll see if Buck's interested in another job. It's it's Ron. We need you for a two-year rebuild. You know, we're going to get killed. Do you mind? (laughs) 
Hey, why not? I yeah. got three World Series. Well, he got a couple World Series rings. Well, one. He was a coach with the Braves. They wanted a couple of uh, years ago. So, Ron Washington. There you go. Good luck out there in Anaheim with those Angels. NHL last night. Capitals taking on the Florida Panthers. And uh, entertaining game. From what I understand, Vinny, I didn't watch it. I was watching the Wizards stun the world by winning on the road for the first time. But Florida, Washington goes to overtime. Overtime didn't last all that long, apparently. No, 15 seconds. Yeah, it was over It was over rather quickly. Yeah, over in short time. But, I mean, Anthony Mantha scored a couple. He scored two goals, but he was standing in front of the net, and I think McMichael or somebody took a wrist shot, hit him in the side of the head, and he was down, and they carried him off, you know, um, with some help, so I, I don't know how he uh, maybe can, but he got hit flush side of the face, and they have no masks or anything on. But yeah, the Caps, the Caps were winning after two, three, two, and then uh, Florida scored with three minutes to go in the game, tie it, three, three, and then bam, overtime. You blinked and it was over. Four, three, final score. Ovi, nothing. Yeah, slow start, old age. No Backstrom, that's his boy. But he's been playing without him for the better part of a couple of years. Now. Yeah, and, and the thing with Ovi was um, Milano scored a goal that Ovi was the main assist guy, Bob, and then um, they were offsides by – it went to replay, and uh, they were offsides by a hair. Caps are 5-4-2, and two, and they're not the worst team in the NHL by any stretch. No, they're but not San Jose. Devils coming up tomorrow night. At New Jersey, New York, uh, New Jersey, right now seven four and one. Speaking of those Wizards, they win last night in Charlotte one thirty two one sixteen over the Hornets. Kyle Kuzma, monster game thirty three points nine boards four assists. First road win of the year for the Washington Ball Club. Lamelo Ball had thirty four in the loss for the Hornets. Wizards now two and five. They host the Hornets tomorrow down in D.C. Indy. The Pacers, they got a nice little squad there, Rick Carlisle. 134-118 over Utah. Jalen Smith, Sticks, Mount St. Joe, Baltimore, University of Maryland. How about spilling some stats? 16 points, 11 boards, an assist, two steals, block shot. Only played about 20 minutes a game, but he's one of the most effective per-minute guys mm-hmm. in the NBA and now his maybe his minutes will start to increase. Your boy Tyrese uh, Halliburton went to college where? Iowa State, Vinny. I'll save you. 16.6 boards, 13 assists. He's a beast. He's one of the best players in the NBA. So he's stat-filling, too. Knicks, 126-105. San Antonio, Manuel quickly. 19 points, five assists, and a couple of big threes kind of stretching things out for the yeah. Knicks in that yeah, one. A real strong second period. Well, Wemby Yana, Wemby's first trip to Madison Square Garden as a pro. Eh, first half wasn't all that great, but 14 and 9, you'll take it. Houston, 128 94 over the Lakers. Cam Whitmore, by the way, Baltimore, Spalding, Villanova, uh, going to the G League, hmm. get himself some regular playing time. Jalen Green had 28. As Houston blows out the Lakers, minus Anthony Davis. The Rockets don't look. Now they won four in a row. Miami, 108-102 over Memphis. Dang, going to be a long year for the old uh, Grizzlies there. Haywood Highsmith, Curly, Baltimore, 14-2-1. Starting now has been last couple of games for the Heat. Santi Aldama, Loyola Greyhounds, he had 12-8, rather, 
for the Memphis Ball Club, Oklahoma City, 128-120 over Cleveland. Aaron Wiggins, eh, he got the donut, nine minutes of play. But your boy, Nolan, Shay Gilgis Alexander, 43-7-6. He's a stud. Sacramento, 121-118 over Portland. Kevin Herter filling the stat sheet himself, former Terp. 12 points, five boards, four assists, two steals. Huh? What? What happened? What's going on? I left the uh, fader up. That was my bad. Fadeaway jumper from Alex Len. Part of his 10 points at three boards last night. So Alex Len, former Terp, getting himself a little love there. It's uh, the whip around here. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fed. It's on a request Thursday. How about a little uh, Wednesday night Maction college football? Miami of Ohio, 19-0 over Akron. Bowling Green, 49-19 over Kent State. And Toledo, who's 9-1, they blow out Eastern Michigan, 49-23. Thank God Louisville's playing tonight. College football against UVA. Ooh, UVA's gotten better, too. I mean, they beat Carolina a couple weeks ago. Yeah, they got they lost last week, but Louisville quietly is number 11. Yeah, what are yeah, they, 8-1? College football playoff rankings. Jeff Brom, welcome home. Should have gave him the Notre Dame job. For Johnny U and Lamar Jackson's alma mater. This day in sports history, it is November the 9th. How about a little boxing fun for you? 1982, down at the Baltimore Civic Center, which is now called CFG Arena, Sugar Ray Leonard retired Mm. for the first time. I was supposed to go to that. But me and the late, great Al Coates, Al Coates uh, called at the last minute, said I can't make it, didn't go. Cosell was the MC. Howard Cosell. Marvin Hagler was sitting ringside because the assumption was because Sugar Ray had a detached retina, had retina surgery, and everybody figured he was good. Give you full disclosure, I had retina surgery a year ago, and I still can't see out of my right eye. Chuckles. You're ready for that one coming here. You digress. But everybody thought Leonard was going to announce that him and Hagler were going to have this big multi-million dollar fight. Hagler, undisputed mm-hmm. middleweight champ. Sugar Ray retired. And I think if it would have been uh, permitted by law, Marvin Hagler would have ran in the ring and beat his ass right there in front of 10,000 people. But he did. 1984, Larry Holmes defended his heavyweight championship, TKOing Bonecrusher Smith in the 12th round. 1996, Evander Holyfield, the real deal. TKOs Mike Tyson to win the WBA heavyweight championship. Join Muhammad Ali is the only heavyweights to win the title three times. You know, Mike Tyson got knocked out in every one of his losses. Did he really? Every one of his losses. Except for the bite when he got disqualified. <laughs> but the other ones, he got knocked out. He's hungry. Yeah, you gotta eat. Gotta, you gotta eat when you gotta eat. 1975. Baltimore Colts in Buffalo down 28-7. Burt Jones throws two touchdown passes. One to Lido Mitchell. One an 89-yard laser beam to Roger Carr. Lydell also rushed for two as the Colts come from behind to win 42-35. to The juice! O.J. Simpson scored three touchdowns in that game. 2008 in Houston. Ravens taking on the Texans. Joe Flacco throws two touchdown passes. One to Yaman Figures. Remember him? Mm-hmm. I don't play video games anymore, but I still did. This was what? Figures was drafted in 04. Because that's kind of, Ray Lewis was on the cover of the Madden the last time I actually gave a bleep. And Leomond Figures suffered a career ending injury in the video game. <laughs> I didn't know you could do that. 
It's like, I was like, wow, that's crazy. But it, luckily for him, it didn't end. He taught a touchdown. Todd Heap caught two, one from Flacco, one from, one from Troy Smith. Willis McGay, he rushed for two TDs as rookie coach John Harbaugh and rookie quarterback Flacco blow out the Texans 41-13. And then nine years ago today, it's hard to believe because this season seems like it was just yesterday, nine years ago, 2014, m Bank Stadium, this happened. Smith and Smith wide to the left, two tight ends to the right, four set the back. Four set running to the right, inside the 10, inside the 5, gets by a tight end, he's into the end zone. That is the radio call of the radio call. Justin Forsett, journeyman guy, comes to Baltimore. Gary Kubiak calling plays, rushed for two TDs that day including the one you just heard. Joe Flacco throws a 32-yard touchdown to Torrey Smith, and the Ravens beat the Titans 21-7 to improve to 6-4 and on the season. Gary Kubiak, one and done in Baltimore, left after the season, went to Denver, won himself a Super Bowl. Yeah, Kubiak's great guy. Quiet. I mean, Bob, he was his first coaching job was Mike Shanahan when we were in San Francisco. He was the uh, quarterback coach. I, I I was with Coos for what over a year. I don't ever. I don't know if I ever heard him talk. <laughs> it's video eighty one oh five seven. The fan. When we come back, film breakdown of the Cleveland Browns. They are five and three. Every team in the AFC North is five and three, except for the Ravens, who are seven and two. Spread six. We're going to figure out why. Whip around, or excuse me, Funhouse coming up eleven forty five. If you're on the phones, we we'll get you as well. Four ten five eight three one oh five seven. Total request Thursday. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Breaking down every last second of game tape for Sunday's matchup. Who's your connection? You sound like a cop to me. Who's your connection? Enter Vinny's film room on 105.7 The Fan. Ravens and Browns coming up Sunday, 1 o'clock, M&T Bank Stadium. Baltimore game day uncensored the pregame show brought to you by Rice Martha Pesaurus. Coming up at 10 o'clock, me and Ken Wyman getting you kicked off. Get it? From Brew Brothers at Horseshoe. We'll talk more about that tomorrow. But the Ravens... They're back home doing some good things. Clobbering Seattle, for instance. Now trying to make it two straight against the Browns. Ravens six-point favorites. But Cleveland is 5-3. Coming off a shutout win against Arizona. Let's break them down offensively. Film study. Yeah, offensively. Let's look at the wide receivers. Amari Cooper's been playing really well. Played real good against Arizona last week. Had two deep catches, you know, and, and had a big day. So, I mean, for the season, Cooper's got 35 for 617. He's averaging 17-6 with two touchdowns, and he's got 11 big plays. He's got 109 yak yards. He's got 35 catches on 63 targets. To me, that's the inconsistency of all the different quarterbacks that they've had. You know, and and then uh, Elijah Moore, he's next. He's got 29 catches, averages 9-3. He's got 101 yak yards. He's got 50 targets. So, I mean, other than those two, you know, there's really no other receiver other than, you know, Njoko is another guy that they like to throw to. But those are the three main guys. But it really, it's 
it's Cooper and it's Njoko, you know, make plays for them. Njoko, tight end's got 32 catches for 319, two touchdowns. He's got 259 yak yards. Yeah, that's a crazy timer. He's an athletic as all yes, get out. Yes, he is. Big He's dude, very man. athletic. So, I mean, the two guys to stop are Moore and Njoko, and both are good players. Njoko's not a good blocker. You know, and Cooper's a real good route runner. So, you know, um, I'm guessing I, I think they won't mind either Stevens or Humphrey on on them. Now, the offensive line, that's the interesting one. James Hudson the third is the backup to Willis, and Willis sucked in pass pro anyhow, but Hudson's a much better run guy. He's number sixty six. He's much better in the run. In the pass, he's kind of limited. He doesn't move that well in the pass. I mean, Whoever, if if it's Clowney, they're going to chip with him. That that that's what they chipped with him every time last game. So with with Hudson in there, that's a it's a downgrade, you know. And then um, the inside three guys with Petonio to left guard, uh, Posick to center, and Teller, they're they're good. They're better in the run stuff too. In the pass, they can be pushed. You know, Posick is not a big guy to center. And in the last game, uh, Batonio, he got pushed back a couple times by Washington got a sack in that game. You know, so they got three big dudes, you know, with Pierce, who's playing at a really high level right now. The thing you like about Pierce, Washington, and Travis Jones, they keep their feet moving, which what does that do? You know, because they're collapsing the pocket and it's hard for the quarterback to see Then he's got to bail. Now, at the right tackle position, Dewan Jones is hurt. Um, he didn't practice, you know, what was it, knee and shoulder, neck and shoulder. One of the, It was two things. And he's, he's like 6'8", 380. He's a monster of a man. He played right tackle last time. And he can lean on you, you know, in the run game and the pass stuff. If he can get your hands on him, he's okay. But you can beat him with change of direction stuff and all those kind of things. They are not strong at the two tackle positions in the pass, and they're susceptible on the inside to power. And the Ravens had a couple nice twists last time they played where um, they were coming free. But uh, Clowney, Clowney could have had two sacks in that game, you know, if he would have tackled the quarterback. Now, when you look at the quarterback, Deshaun Watson, last week I thought he was a little tentative in the first half. You know, he was kind of, just kind of lobbing the ball out there because he wasn't setting his feet and and his throws were not accurate. They were behind. Um, and then when he hit two deep ones to Cooper, they had three tight ends, which included 53 um, in there to help protect. And, and they gave him time to throw the football. If he has time to throw it, he'll be okay. I just don't think with that offensive line that he's going to have a lot of time to throw the football. And then the run stuff, you know, they're not a knock-you-off-the-ball nasty bunch of dudes. They're, they want to run that zone stuff and get their get their head across. And, and where last time when the Ravens played them, I mean, they were kind of knocking them pretty good. They're hard to move, the Ravens guys, and they were in the backfield a lot. Now the running backs, Ford and Hunt, you know, uh, Hunt's averaging three-something. You know, he's playing a little better. You know, probably rounding into shape more yeah, things. he sniffs the goal line yeah. pretty good. Uh-huh. And then Ford, Ford's okay. I mean, the big thing with if they can stop the run game, if the front guy, and I think they're they're going to be able to, you know, if the Ravens are playing 
at the tempo that I think they're going to be playing at it, and and they take the physicalness because the Ravens up front guys are very physical, and the Cleveland guys aren't. So if they can do that, you know, and the linebackers run free, they're going to have a hard time running the football, and then you put it all in Watson's hands. And I don't know with their receiving core, Bob, and with Watson where he is right now and his comeback or development, whatever you want to call it, I don't know if he's good enough to do that. Deshaun Watson and other Cleveland quarterbacks have been sacked 24 times so far this season. Watson can run. You know, he's athletic, and he'll run. He'll bail quick. And you watch how quick he bails on Sunday. He'll he'll take off, and he'll be moving. Um, So... I think that'll be a good thing because the Ravens got a bunch of people that can run. You know, and and in the last game when we saw them play, Jeremiah Moon was rushing the passer, Bob. Harrison was rushing the passer. Robinson was rushing the passer. Those guys were rushing the passer last time they played, and they didn't really do much. But um, Van Oy, that was his first game. He had a couple nice rushes, and and they – they had a hard time with twists and stunts. Their old line did. And I can imagine, basically, you know, if you have two new tackles, that the twists and stunts and everything, you know, they're going to be rocking and rolling with that. And, and you watch, Hamilton will have a sack, too. It's Vinny and Haney, 1057. The fan will come back, reset for you, take a trip through the fun house with Nolan McGraw. News from the Nest coming up at noon. We're going to hear from Tyler Linderbaum, Patrick Queen, among others. So they met with the media yesterday by herself. Where's the Thursday money? Hopefully, we're counting that at 1215. And Melissa Kim, our colleague here on 1057. The fan will preview this game to AFC North rivals. Could be a nice day downtown Baltimore. And we talked about it yesterday, Vinny, and Monday. Yep. I expect a lot. A lot of Cleveland fans mm-hmm. to invade the Charm City. Work, work sucks. sucks. They don't. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Total Request Thursday. Pick a song, we'll play it. Nolan McGraw's over there waiting for you. Who's this? Billy Squire? UFO. UFO. All right. We're a fan. I know Michael Shanker's the guitar player. And I think Pete Way's one of those dudes. I could never. Oh, no. It's funny. It's just, fans just don't resonate with you. And this is one of those that just doesn't. Uh, it's not ear candy to the old bobster. Not that anyone cares. And that's kind of my uh, my wheelhouse when it comes to music. And this UFO would make it happen for me. But then again, I got to stop saying that because it's all about what the audience was. Mm-hmm. It's like somebody picks a song and then I crap all over it. That's a good song, man. Come on, Nolan. Someone took the time to call I and know, request that. that. Not even a text. I know, my bad. Sorry about that. I apologize. I did see Fastway open for the Scorpions. And it's kind of a like Pete Way was part of the founders of Fastway. And Michael Shanker was in the Scorpions, and his brother was Rudolph. So it, it kind of 1984 Cap Center, baby. Long before Nolan was even a thing. These are real people. This really happened. This is a real <laughs> thing. Okay. I mean, a lot of crazy things happen on the way to and from the Cap Center on that night. But this is an FCC regulated radio station. Got news from the Nets coming up top of the hour. Get your votes in. Featured artist Friday. Nolan, first of all, say hi to the people there officially. Hello. How we doing? Oh. Very nice, man. Nah, you know Way what? to expand. Way to, you know. <laughs> you said, ask me to say hello. I give you my best hello. And that really was my best, by the way. That was a Horshack hello. Hello. 
How are you? <laughs> you? You remember Horshack? I'm Arnold. No, that, there's another one. That's he doesn't know Horshack. Well. Welcome back, Cotter. That I know. If I break out a Carter Country, handle it, handle it, you'd have no idea what I'm talking about. You might as well be speaking French right now. I don't even know. <laughs> so how are you feeling, though, man? You worried about this game? Raymond, no. six points. Vinny thinks the six is appropriate. It's got Petrack two. I don't know. I'm a little more worried about this game than I was Seattle. I'm not calling for uh, rivalry, of course. Not calling for puffy pants like we had a texter yesterday that was predicting a blowout, but I'm not worried. I, I mentioned yesterday. I think the Ravens have the clear cut better defense, in my opinion. And thinking more, you know, about the offensive side of the ball, Deshaun Watson. I mean, is it going to be 2025 and we're still sitting here saying, well, you know, what Deshaun Watson are we going to get this week? Because if he plays well, the Browns could be dangerous. I mean, it seems like he's, you know, a year and a half into this contract. He's only played 10, 11 games. I mean, at what point do we just kind of say, okay, maybe this guy's not that good anymore? Well, if he sucks against the Ravens, let's just say he plays bad. I mean, if I'm them, then you know what? I don't know what I'm getting. Mm-hmm. But Two, if we're still, I'm sorry, Nolan. If we're still asking the question in 2025, what Deshaun Watson were getting, it's not going to be with the Browns. Right. I'm assuming it's going to be not. with another team. You know what I mean? Well, it might be a new GM yeah, too. There's, yeah, they're going to be. A, I mean, with Lamar and Burrow set, locked and loaded in the AFC North. If Watson isn't watching, you know, they got a lot of catching up to do for sure. A bit of a hyperbole there with 2025, but to his credit. Uh, one of his few actually good performances since he's come back from a suspension last year was against the Ravens when they beat him 13-3. to That was an ugly game last year. Tyler Huntley started for oh. the Ravens. Uh, I, I say it was a good performance. He threw for 161 yards, one touchdown, no picks. Uh, so didn't, didn't lose him the game, but wasn't exactly lighting it up. Uh, his rating was 91.5. So that was one of his better rating games. But again... Thrown for over 200 yards, one, two. That was a half in Houston, wasn't it, Bob, for him? Oh, yeah. Right. I mean, he put up some mega numbers. Oh, big With numbers. His rookie year, he was just lighting it up big time. He had then Hopkins he got, and the Notre Dame guy, uh, the real fast four, guy. Yeah. And hurt his knee. Watson, like, blew out his knee. He was, And I think it would happen at practice, too, if memory serves. He was just going crazy. And then got hurt and then came back. And they were the year Kansas City won their first Super Bowl. Yeah. The year we thought the Ravens and Chiefs were going to play the AFC Championship. They were up, what, 24 nothing in the first quarter. And then Mahomes said, hold my beer and dropped 50 on them, I believe, at that time. That's why they play the full 60 minutes, Dolan. All right, we got enough time to go to the funhouse? Uh, oh, geez. Uh, well, I know we do have enough time for a giveaway. I know that. Ah, so let's just do that. Let's rock uh, and roll. We're continuing Chris Stapleton giveaway this week. Mm-hmm. I got two more pairs of tickets. Nice. All-American Roadshow. Uh, so we'll do caller number three. You got to be fast here. Caller number three. People Odell already Beckham dialing. Jr. That's right. 410-583-1057. Win a pair of tickets to see Chris Stapleton next summer. Next summer, Chris Stapleton, I believe the Country and Western Awards were last night, too, if I'm not mistaken. Who won? I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> I know Who was in T- it? Yeah. Was Chris Stapleton Chris there? Stapleton. Uh, I guess somebody with a hat. I'm going to yeah. go ahead and say somebody with Carrie Underwood and a hat. It's video at 81057 The Fed. We'll come back. News from the net. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.